1: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. Here with a name you've been seeing all over the place lately, Danny Limelight. Danny, how you doing?
2: What's up, Sean? How you doing, man? Thank you so much for having me on your show.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate it. I, I watched and really enjoyed an interview you did a while back with Carlos Toro, a guy who's written for us for, oh. for quite a while. Super in-depth interview. Great interview. I encourage everybody to check it out. And Thank just, you. Carlos is dope. Yeah, he, he he's amazing. He's going to be one of the big, biggest boxing writers in the world, too. But... Just in the three months since that happened, my God, your career has exploded.
2: Yeah, it. I remember when I spoke to Carlos, um, my friend, Abraham Gonzalez, I don't know if you know him. He kind of connected us together. And, you know, I had just been coming off, you know, New Japan had just kicked off for me, really. I was getting ready to roll into like a Lions break crown tournament and things like that. And then, I, you know, when the pandemic started, I was kind of like, damn, like, what's going to happen with wrestling now? Things yeah. like that. And somehow it just became like the best thing that ever happened to me. And so when I spoke to Carlos, you know, I was excited about everything. I told him that I had envisioned, you know, I had a 2020 vision and I, I wanted to have a big year, but with the pandemic happening, I didn't expect it to get that big. And then after I spoke to Carlos and, you know, three months I've gone by, it, it just, it got bigger. I don't know how, um, obviously through hard work and consistency, but it's been like a like a real, real crazy f- Amazing year, you know, and and I've worked so hard for a while now, and it it feels just great to like finally have everything falling into place. And I told myself that before the year's over, I'm gonna just take one day and just sit down and kind of like (laughs) soak it all in, you know, and and really just like embrace it. But right now, I'm still on grind mode. I got a match with, you know, I don't know when this airs, but you know, today's Monday when we're doing this. But when when this tomorrow, I have a match with Matt Seidel and Dark. You know, like. So I have my match of Rocky Romero on New Japan this Friday. I just came up the Super J Cup with, with Team Filthy. So, like, so much still going on, even though there's only, like, two weeks left in the year, and I still have some bookings coming up. So still on grind mode until everything slows down. Then I'll finally be able to, like, really embrace everything that's happened to me so far.
1: And, man, so, so at the time you spoke with Carlos, I know you were already doing the New Japan stuff. And right. uh, that has just accelerated what was the filming process like? Cause I had somebody tell me that they put like months of stuff in the can in one shot. How was that?
2: Um, so, um, so just with they don't want us talking about this. Oh, okay. Because, Fair. because I, I think, I think, I think when that came out, they kind of like hit us all up and was like, don't let people know this is all pre-taped and stuff like <laughs> that. And, I mean, that's. So, I,
1: I think it's a smart move to do that. I mean, yeah. I I'd mentioned I thought WWE when they had John Cena in to film stuff, they should have filmed stuff for months with him, like
2: for months with him, right? Pre taped in and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I, I hope oh, that's okay. That, like, I, I, no, okay, okay. No, it's
1: yeah. okay. It's it's the nature of the wrestling world, and and especially right now. But you went there. Like, I'm always interested in in who's helping out who in in these situations like was there anybody at this certain place and i'm sure i'll ask you this about aew about any any number of other places that that were like helping you out specifically with with things and shoring up your work
2: yeah I, i i for sure it's funny because you know when i when my match when i made my debut in new japan you know rocky romero had sent out a tweet and was like i got my eye on danny limelight this kid has something special yada yada you know Things like that, and then they started talking. I guess they were expecting us to like join a team together or something like that because we have similar charisma and styles and things like that. So I I guess that they were expecting something there. Um, Rocky Romero was actually the guy that invited me out to the tryout, the New Japan tryout last fall, Um, and he's the guy that I met, you know, five years ago almost at at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood with David Marquez. He kind of introduced us and things like that. We kind of just became like you don't know, say friends or if you want to say just like you know a mentor kind of thing going um and so when I turned on him you know and joined team filthy everybody was like whoa like this was the guy that kind of brought you in the guy that kind of had his eye on you and things like that and turning on him was a decision that I made for my career but he was the first person there that kind of like really started to like help you know work, help, help me work on the things that I needed to work on I would say. Um, and and one of the guys that helped me elevate my game and then I just made a decision you know Rocky's known for turning on people and so I made that decision (laughs) before he did it to me so he's definitely one of them Um, you know going to the the LA dojo and just training with the young lions like Clark Connors you know Carl Fredericks those guys they're the real deal man Shibata's there you know so I would say the LA dojo really really shaped it out and then there's a lot of guys in the the back you know I I won't really name drop or anything like that that kind of really critique the matches and give give positive feedback and let you know what you should work on. And I think that's how it should be. I really feel like it should definitely be, you know, I don't want to know what I did good. You know, let me know what I didn't do good. So that's what I could work on. You know what I'm saying? I, I never was a fan of the guys. It's just like, Oh yeah, great job, dude. He killed it. You know, like, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm not perfect. So like, but I think in the, in the, in the new Japan, you know, locker room for sure, there's a lot of leaders in the locker room that really, really care about the business and really care about new Japan and the content that's being put out there. And they want to make sure that if we're competing on that, at that level, that that we're definitely doing our best. So I appreciate all those guys that kind of take the time to really just give that feedback and, and let you know what you need to work on. I definitely have seen a, an improvement in my strikes for sure. And uh, uh, my, and my technical wrestling. So I'm that'll happen for at that.
1: that dojo won't it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and you mentioned, I mean, a guy well known for that, Shibata, a guy that you had yeah. had said helped you out. How physical does he get in there? I mean, I know he's got some limitations, obviously, but also yeah. we know who, who Shibata is and like the way that he thinks. Like, he wants to get in there and, and do that type yeah. of stuff.
2: Yeah, he's intense, man. Um, he kind of reminds me of like a drone instructor. And I was, in, you know, I was a drone instructor in the Marine Corps and that, the, the intensity that, that, that demanding, that nothing less than perfection, added to when I was training my recruits. It's kind of what I. See. I mean, he's not. I don't. I don't think he's as like wild as a drone instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely more like you know really like spot on on what it is exactly he's trying to the point he's trying to get across. Whereas drone instructors were kind of just like causing chaos in the process. But he, he that's what he, that's that's what he de- he kind of reminds me of just the, the demand for perfection, demand for like demanding of yourself. You know, you know. I think that's very important in, 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 a, in a coach or a teacher or a mentor or whatever you want to call him you know, a sensei. I don't, I don't know, you know, what the proper terminology would be, you know, but, but as a trainer, he, he definitely has that demand. Um, he has that discipline. He wants that discipline and, and make you do things over and over. And I think that's awesome. Man,
1: Is he in there like having full on matches, like training matches, or is he more hands off?
2: No. Um, I, so I've only, I've only had the pleasure of, of working with Shibata three times mm-hmm. and it was more of like a hands off outside the ring, but when he needs to come in and show something, he'll get in and get hands on sure. and, and working and, and like we've seen him working with the young lions before, you know, before you know we get ready to rock and roll with New Japan strong stuff. He, he'll be in there working with you know guys like like uh, um, Jet Knight or what you know stuff like that. The, the young lions there. He'll get he'll get more with them, you know. So it, it's it's been a uh, it's been it's been a a good experience, especially and then, you know even going in there just working with Clark Connors, who was like my rival for a while there. You know, at the Lions Break Crown tournament and things like that, just him showing me his wrestling stuff and, and working on different kind of approaches that he learned from Shibata, because you know he's Shibata's head-picked captain. So it's been it's been good, man. It's been real good.
1: It feels like they've this new Japan situation has almost become like a home promotion for you over the last six months because yeah, you, you did the Lions Break stuff, you did the Strong stuff, and now the J Cup, and I mean had the pandemic not happened who knows if this would have accelerated to this level it forced new japan to pretty much do a brand split
2: yeah in a way it kind of feels like you know it's like a whole new japan of america type thing de- you yeah. know type type deal going on with, with the, the weekly friday show which in my opinion is the best hour of wrestling anywhere you know like it's on friday night and it's it's been it's it's kind of you know not i don't want to say force them but in a way yeah i got it got them working on two different things you still got guys going back and forth like you know gorillas of uh, the, the, the god jay white you see you know he's here and there um and, and then you got you got like the guys that are just here you know like yeah. right now like the, the young lions like call just clark connors you know jeff cobb's going back and forth you got fred rosser now who's kind of becoming a mainstay love fred you know, rosser the, the, the team filled oh he's fred rosser doing the best work of his career in my mm-hmm. in my opinion right now without a doubt you know, it,
1: and he he yeah. had something to prove when he went in there like you could tell yeah. he, he said recently AEW turned me down twice i'm gonna make yeah, him regret I it
2: that. i saw that um and, and, and he's in my opinion he's doing his best work man and, and it's, it's, he's somebody who I consider to be a friend now. Um, he, he always talks about how I was his first friend in the New Japan locker room. Um, but he's somebody who has that veteran experience, who has that wrestling at the biggest stage, kind of, you know, and he's somebody I sit down and I'll just pick his brain and ask him questions. Yeah. And then we'll shoot this shit, of course. But he's another person that's in the locker room. You got PJ Black in the locker room, you know? Then you got upcoming stars like myself, Blake Christian, you know, guys that are trying, Adrian Quest, you know, guys that are really trying to prove themselves and prove that we belong and it's it's an awesome locker room man it's it's a lot of fun and, and I'm super grateful that, that for the opportunity I've always said that championship wrestling from Hollywood you know the United wrestling Network has been my home since I started wrestling but yes new Japan over the last it's been over it's been six months now and, and the last six months it's kind of been like my secondary home to wrestle back and I, I love it
1: You mentioned the Championship Wrestling from Hollywood stuff. I mean, that was another situation that saw the profile increase with all the the UWN stuff that came along and the NWA spotlight cast on that a bit. Tell me how that's been and what you thought when you heard that this was going to be the model and and the plan moving forward.
2: Well, for, 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 for me, you know, I always trust David Marquez. He's a guy that I owe my career to. I say it all the time because, you know, I, when I started training to be a professional wrestler, my school had kicked me out and told me I'd never wrestle again. And, and he kind of saw something in me five years ago now and kind of pulled me into wrestling national television. And I was only 10 months in the business. So as t- obviously, you know, over the years, I've continued to work for him and build that relationship. And so when I heard about Primetime Live in in the partnership with the NWA and the live pay-per-view every Tuesdays and things like that, you know, and we had a conversation. He's like, He's like, I want you to be, you know, you and the bodega want you guys to be, like, one of the main stage on the roster. And I was like, I'm all for it. Like, I'm excited, you know? And I thought of all the possible opportunities because, yeah, Championship from Hollywood has a good roster um, and we have, you know, good matches and things like that. But now with this Primetime Live, it allowed other guys to come in that we had never seen in the United Wrestling Network ring before, you know? And now they're bringing in, you know, with the NWA guys, you know, you're having some of the best female matches on, on, on TV right now at, at Primetime Live. And then bringing in guys like Leo Rush and bringing in guys like Kratos and you know Aaron Stevens and just all, you know, James Storm was there. Fred Ross is there. Dirty Dickinson is there. So all these yeah. guys that are coming from all over the place to the West Coast to wrestle. It, it's a hot zone right now. And, and it's, it's fun, man. I, I love the show. I love it's an hour and a half. And I think it's, it's it's a lot of fun and I'm excited to see, you know, now that we took a break for the rest of the year, I'm excited to see what what happens going forward in the new year. I
1: mean, hopefully, any, me on any given week, like you're on some streaming platform like three times a week. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: at, yeah. Uh, there was one week where it was four. Well, where, where I was on AW Dark and Prime Time Live at the same time, and then I was on New Japan Strong that Friday, and then Championship Wrestling from Hollywood that Saturday. It was one time I did four. I did four different shows, but but now it's basically three, three, three different kind of shows a week and. Like I said, it's, it's been a whirlwind of a year. It's been my breakout year, and I'm like, I feel blessed, man. Like I feel like, like kind of like, like I want to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just like, like soak it in, but I can't because I gotta stay consistent with it. So I have to keep grinding, 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 and that's why I've been all over the place these last few weeks, you know. But it's all worth it to me, you know. I, I'm I'm getting ready to get on the plane to head to Florida, you know, tomorrow wow. morning. So.
1: And, and, I mean, I saw you do a GCW spot in the middle of all that, too. Like,
2: you I did, did the match with Dickinson and Quest. Dickinson and Quest, yeah. That was cool. You know, um, I'm, 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 I've am i always wanted to wrestle for GCW. I was supposed to wrestle Alex Zane in the singles match. I was a, unfortunate that that didn't happen. Yeah, he got but, signed. But the, He's yeah. from about a half an yeah. hour from me. Yeah. <laughs> but the three-way was cool. You know, Dickinson is great. Quest is another unsigned hitting gem on the SoCal scene. And it was fun. It was, it was a quick little thing, but, but I had a good time. And then I think I did one more, I, I did one more independent show in between all that was hurricane pro wrestling in Texas. I wrestled Miranda Alizé. Um, and I'm actually going back to Texas next week, the 26th or two weeks from now to wrestle will all day uh, at hurricane pro. I'm not really accepting independent bookings anymore um, at this point, because I know what I want. I, I don't know where my mind's at, but I, I, you know, I, I love Miranda. She's great. I wanted to wrestle her. And, and Will all day, somebody that I've been wanting to wrestle for a long time, who I, is another unsigned hitting gem in Texas. In my opinion, he's great. And, and I wanted to wrestle him for a while, too. So when they told me, hey, would you come back to wrestle this guy? I was like, yeah, I'll do it. you know. So what?
1: what is the thing that you want? I assume – by the looks of it, something new Japan, something AEW full time. You got an AEW yeah. shirt on looking like yeah,
2: that. I, I do. Hey, I am over here reading, you know what I'm saying? Reading the Young Bucks cutting the business book. That you know? would be a little
1: awkward if you were like, I'm looking for a WWE contract. WWE contract.
2: <laughs> <laughs> AEW shirt on. Um, for me, uh, I don't close any doors. I'm open to any opportunity that comes my way. I just, the way things are going for me right now, I, I think I have an idea of where I want to go. Um, but again, I don't shut the door on nobody's face because I never liked when it was shut on me. I think yeah. that you sh- everybody should be open to any opportunity. Um, so I know that wherever I sign, it's going to be a company that I feel like I can be an asset to and add value to, but yeah. also a place where I know I'm going to be happy at. You know, and, and I'm so happy when I'm at AEW. I'm so happy when I'm with New Japan.
0: my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.
2: Would be awesome for me. And I, and I feel like I could fit in and and, and mesh well with anybody on the roster on any, any of those companies, you know. So when, when you I see do have AEW
1: doing crossover stuff with Impact, which you you have also done an appearance for them.
2: How yes. does that make
1: you feel because you are a guy who is appearing for three distinctly different companies on any given week as we mentioned. And then if right. you so choose to take an independent booking, one of the most in prominent independent promotions as well in GCW. When you see that, does that does that open your eyes? Does that like make you go, "Oh man, I'd like to do stuff there and there."
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I feel like Impact has an amazing roster, and, and it's not talked about enough. I don't think you know you got guys like Chris Bay, Rich Swan, um, the North. You know, like all these. You know, even their their knockouts division is it's is great. dope, man. Like so so for me. When I see them doing, you know, Kenny Omega was just on Impact, you know, a couple of days ago, you know, and he was there on Final Resolution as well, and then he went to Triple Triple A, you know, for for Triple Mania. So it's like with, with, with AEW working out all these like agreements with all these companies, I think it's amazing for wrestling. I, I'm thinking of all the possible matchups. I would love to get in the ring with Chris Bay again. I'd love to wrestle Ace Austin again. You know, when I when I was there at Impact, I did a, a X Division match with you know Ace Austin, Trey Miguel, Jay Chris, and Adrian Quest. It was a five way scramble. And I, I thought after that performance, I thought they were gonna offer me a contract. When it didn't happen, I figured maybe I'm not ready yet. Maybe I need to work harder. And now the way things are going, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind wrestling for Impact again. I think mm-hmm. it would be fun. You know, I think I I could have some cool matchups with some of those guys there. And, and now with the possibility of it happening more consistently with, with the triple uh with the AEW and a- impact thing going on, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for wrestling. I I you know When the pandemic hit, people probably thought wrestling was going to go to shit. And I think it's been the best year of wrestling in a very, very long time.
1: You did that one match in Impact. I think it was last year you did the – it was the X Division title match. with Ace Austin and Adrian and all – and I think Jake Chris was the champion at the time.
2: Yeah, Jake Chris was the champ, and Trey Miguel was there.
1: Who brought you in uh, to to do that spot?
2: That was another David Marquez thing, man. Really? Yeah, David Marquez is really – been the guy that kind of set me up for success in this business um, with the impact. And, you know, he introduced me to Rocky Romero and that was, that led to new Japan stuff. Um, you know, the primetime live on pay-per-view, just getting, just learning. Okay. This is, this is why I, I really credit him because I was 10 months in the business and he brought me to his show and I learned how to wrestle in front of cameras, like yeah. hard cam finding cameras. And I think that a lot of the, the issues with independent wrestlers, trying to jump to, like, TV is that they don't know how to do that. Like, they don't know how to work the cameras. They don't know how to t- cut a promo and things like that. And I feel like Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and Dan Productions kind of set me up for that at a very young age in my career. So I didn't develop those bad habits of just doing things and not worrying about the cameras, kind of. Yeah. And so I think I think that's, that's why I'm so, like, thankful for him because now when I'm – having a match on impact one time I got one chance to show impact but I got I know where the cameras are when I'm wrestling for New Japan I know where the cameras are AEW you know that's that's a place where it's like everybody's killing to get a chance to wrestle on dark I've been on dark you know this this match they just announced with me and Matt so that will be my fifth match on dark in a month and a half you know so basically almost every week I've been there now since I started wrestling with them and, and it's because I know how to work the cameras I know how to do the character stuff I know how to Really sell myself to them because I learned that at championship wrestling from Hollywood. You know, and somebody else has been helping me a lot lately was Aaron Stevens, or so people know him as Damian Sandow. He's the guy that that has like this his brain, the way it works is so I don't even know how to explain it, but you know, I was I was doing the Puerto Rican New York thing, you know, but he kind of took it. And he kind of was like, I think you need to push it more this way. And at first, I was like, eh, I'm not too sure, man. Like, he's like, just just. He like, try it, and if it doesn't bite, then you don't have to do it. And I was like, all right, right, I'm. you know, you're somebody who's been everywhere. I'm going to trust you. And I went with it, man. And I, and I think it was after I made that, that constant decision to really go full into this being authentic to who I was growing up and not so much who I am now, it kind of just worked. And, and I'm super thankful for that.
1: So the AEW spots, which we just talked about, who made that call and brought you in? was was.
2: Well, that was, uh, I had contacted Christopher Daniels when the pandemic had started, I had just, I think my first match when New Japan had aired me and TJ Perkins and I kind of sent him the link to the match and I kind of like introduced myself let him know who I was and he was like, you know, we'll we'll let you know when we have something going for you. This was back, I think in like August or July, I'm not sure and and then, you know, uh, uh, somebody that I know very well, I've known from the SoCal wrestling scene for a long time, kind of talked to them and was like, you need to look at this guy kind of thing. And I got the I got the the, the message from QT, um, and he pulled. He told me, "Hey, come. You know, this is a date. Yada, yada yada. Can you make it?" And I was like, "I'll be there." I was there, and then uh, I, I got to wrestle Jurassic Express. Um, I want I want to thank you know Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy because they kind of really gave me that chance to really show who I was in that first six man that I had with the, the Jersey Muscle Boys, um, and. and they didn't have to do that, you know. They could have been selfish, I think, and they they allowed me to show everybody who had never seen me before. If they weren't watching New Japan or, or United Wrestling Network. Who I am, I got to to do my stuff, and I had fun. And then, then the next time I wrestled them again with Casey Navarro, you know, again it was another chance for me to showcase some things. And then I finally had my first singles match with Brandon Cutler, and then my match with Brian Cage, and then now I got Matt Seidel. and it's kind of just been rocking and rolling. And, and the feedback has been amazing. Um, you know, I, I definitely, I, you know, I talked to the Bucks after all my matches. I want to know what they see. And uh, I talked to Cody and, and you know, I, nothing but positive feedback. And I'm excited because I, I feel in my gut, you know, that, that, that something's going to happen for me really soon. It's only a matter of time. And with, after the year that I've had, you know, for me, it just adds more pressure to the next year you know, it's like, okay, I had this year, you know, I'm probably going to be the SoCal, you know, SoCal wrestler of the year. How do I follow that up the next year? You know, how, and, and it's all about consistency. And, and for me, it's like, in order for me to top the year that I have, I need to sign with a major company and I need to continue the work ethic and continue to grind it out this next year. Because if I don't, then, then, they're going to say, what well, it was a fluke. It was a lucky year. or he only did it because of the pandemic. And I can't have that. I'm too prideful. And, and I know, I know that I, I know what I want. I know that I have that genuine attitude and that authenticity of what I want to do and where I want to be. And for me to get there, I have to keep grinding and, and I, it's only a matter of time. Um, I'm only getting better. And and I, and I think that more people are starting to see that now and, and it feels great because, you know, from going to just having my dad and my daughter as my fans to now all these people are like really cheering me on and I don't want to let nobody down, including myself.
1: That's refreshing to hear. Cause there are a lot of people that, that won't specify their goals. They won't specify like what they want. You seem pretty distinct in what you want to accomplish.
2: Yeah. And, and I think that's something the military taught me, you know, just like that, that have that laser focus, you know, that target, that goal, whatever. And then just take, you know, locate clothes with destroy the enemy or locate clothes with destroy the target whatever the case may be to get there you know and and it stuck with me a lot of the things that i learned in the military you know has bled over and adapted into the wrestling world and even now with the acting and the stunt work that i do you know i still keep that laser focus from the military you know, just something that I won't ever leave but in a way it's kind of helped me grind you know i can't see myself sitting on the couch flipping through channels all day you know i, I just yeah. I didn't. I didn't. The Marine Corps, way the Marine Corps trained me, it did not allow me to get lazy during the pandemic. You know, it made me work harder, and and that's why. And I have a lot of emails that come in, like, "Hey, I'm thinking about joining the military. What do you think? I'm thinking about this. What do you think?" I'm like, "Do it. If you don't have any other option, and you're thinking about joining the military, do it." Because it set me up for success, and I was just some street kid from New York City. So, I'm grateful for everything I learned with the military and and where it's taken me. And I think that because I had that experience, it kind of has helped me get this far.
1: So I do a segment in each interview where it, it's the opposite of burying somebody. Okay. We call it, we call it shooting softly, where I ask you to say <laughs> something nice about wrestlers that I mentioned. Like it, it's okay. the complete opposite. We're putting some positive news out
2: into the world. Let's do that. I like that. Yeah. Spread so, love, it's the Brooklyn Way. There you go. Uh
1: it, it didn't work well when I did it with MJF. He just buried everybody. Uh. He's embarrassing sure. everybody. Uh, but we'll start off with you, with the person you worked with recently, Chase Owens.
2: Oh, dude, that was the first Bullet Club guy I've wrestled. Um, he was he was great. He was a great opponent, um, and I think that he helped me really take my game to the next level, as far as taking an opponent as experienced as himself.
1: You also had uh, some run-ins with Jeff Cobb, who is is another name from America. We've seen on New Japan Strong. We've seen him really
2: all over the place lately. Locker room leader, one of the strongest men I've ever met in the world. How about Jurassic Express?
1: You talked about how giving they were, but I mean, there's three of them there. Did you have many interactions with each each one individually? Yes.
2: And I actually train I actually trained with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Okay. And, and what I will say is that they are that team is one of the most innovative trios teams in professional wrestling.
1: Casey Navarro, a person that you teamed with against Jurassic Express.
2: Um, hot upcoming star has a big future ahead of himself. Super, super humble dude.
1: Brandon Cutler, a person you worked with in AEW, but you also worked with him well before AEW or before yes. you, you popped up
2: there. Um, Brandon Cutler, smart dude, caring, giving, and he's a team player.
1: We've seen you work with Mysterioso Jr. a few times.
2: One of the biggest luchadors that I know who can still <laughs> move like he weighs my weight
1: uh tony Deppen, an, an emerging name on the independent circuit got a ton of buzz around him
2: first of all congratulations to tony Deppen and his wife on the birth of their beautiful child yeah. secondly tony Deppen is a wild man he's an amazing grappler amazing striker one of the one of the most down dudes i've ever met man i love that dude
1: a person that i just interviewed amazing how how far he's come this year as well jordan oliver
2: Oh, dude, that kid has a big future. He's he's the current Hollywood Heritage Champion on Championship wrestler from Hollywood. And, and, and I love Jordan. He's humble, and he has a big future ahead of himself.
1: Put him like 30, 40 pounds during the oh, pandemic. Wait, oh, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. I Mistake that. You say Jordan Oliver. I was thinking of Jordan Clearwater. Can I rephrase my statement? Uh, hey, yeah.
1: We, we can say nice yeah, things I, about all of them.
2: Yeah, I was talking about Jordan Clearwater. But Jordan Oliver, I wrestled him one time in New York City. Young, dumb, and broke, wild boy. I love his attitude. He's a heavyweight now, dude. You're not a cruiserweight anymore. Love Jordan Olive. I want to wrestle him again.
1: Uh, A name that I know that you have worked with in the past. I'm surprised she hasn't popped up signed anywhere. Delilah Doom.
2: Yes, Delilah Doom and her partner Eli Everfly. An amazing intergender tag team. Super innovative. She's a sweetheart. I love her. She's great.
1: And then Brian Cage, who, uh, you know, you know.
2: Yeah, that's the machine, man. Who better than Cage? I love him, I love his family. They're great people, man. Cage is a strong, strong dude, and he's missed to get his shit in, but he lets you get your shit in too.
1: There was actually something that I saw somebody speaking about. They they were like they were like, I wonder if he's too giving, especially considering like he's taken fifteen, twenty years of bumps now. He's he's had the back issues and they're like you wouldn't be able what? to tell it if you worked with him or if you dude, saw him. He's
2: huge. And he moves like he's my size. He's, he may, maybe if you look at it in like the professional wrestling aspect, oh, you give too much. But yeah. in his mentality, he's trying to show the world how good he is. And it doesn't make him look any better if he's just beating dudes down in yeah. five, three minutes, you know? I, I I Cage is awesome, man. Cage is the man who better.
1: So as we wrap up, let people know a little bit of something, something about you that they might not know. Something that might not even come up in the scope of an interview, like something maybe that happens in the day in a life of, of a Danny limelight.
2: Well, um, everybody knows that I'm a father. Um, but one thing that people don't know is that, you know, my, my daughter don't live with me. She lives with her mom. Um, she's she's an actress and, and she she wants to be a professional wrestler. So for me, everything I'm doing, even though it may seem like I'm doing it for myself, you know, I'm really doing it for her to show her that she can chase her dreams no matter what they may be, I don't, even if she wants to build a tent on Jupiter, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or treehouse house and Mars, she can do anything as long as she grinds towards it. Um, so I have daily conversations with her all the time. She'll FaceTime me and ask me questions about wrestling or she'll FaceTime me and ask me questions about acting or what she should do for this audition she has coming up and things like that. So on top of everything else that I do, you know, I'm being a father at home and I'm going to school for film, uh, film production and learning how to do that stuff. So, I'm super busy, man. I never really have time to like sit down and relax. But when I do have time to just sit down and decompress, I love to sit on the couch and watch Netflix, like nice. like a, a new TV show. And right now, I'm currently binge watching uh, Queens Gambit because I, I like chess. So I used to play chess growing up. So this show's kind of having me like like hooked right now. I don't know if that answered your question, but it did.
1: It did. Uh, and also, before we go, let us people know they can follow you on social media. We have your your Twitter uh, on our overlay. but
2: Okay. Yeah. Sean, first of all, I just want to thank you for bringing me on the show, man, which um, was fun. Um, and if anybody's looking to find me, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Danny Limelight. Or if you want to check out some of my merchandise, go to com backslash Danny Limelight. If you have a podcast you want to do, I'm available. Just hit me up in my DMs, and we can arrange that as well. Sean, thank you once again so much for taking your time. I know you're super busy. I'm glad we were able to do this, and, and I look forward to the next one.
1: Yeah, I get the feeling I'll have to go through a PR department the next time I talk to you. So Nah, never
2: that. No, I, not for you. you oh, <laughs> you think
1: that. Well, wait, wait until that Pitbull Mandy at AEW. She's wonderful. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I get the feeling I'll be going through AEW or somebody like that for Danny Limelight in the future. Danny, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you, man. Have a good day.
1: Until next time, guys, we're out.